and welcome to Pregnancy Confidential, week 20. Now, what do I put on that registry? Pregnancy Confidential is a girlfriend-to-girlfriend real talk podcast from the folks at Parents Magazine, where we have your back and your bump through all 40 weeks. I'm Dana Points. I'm the editor of Parents. And with me today is... Erica James. I'm the digital director of Parents.com and mom of two. Mindy Walker, executive editor of Fit Pregnancy and Baby and Mom of Three. So between us, we have seven kids. So how many times have we registered? Probably seven times, times, right? (laughs) So in this episode, we're going to cover all you need to know about week 20 of pregnancy. We're calling it the registry special or the I better start thinking seriously about this baby stuff, period. So this is that week when you have the big, extensive mid-pregnancy ultrasound. They call it the anatomy scan that will help determine um, your baby's overall health. It's a really exciting and nerve-wracking time. But once it's done, you might feel more ready to start really thinking about what is this baby going to need when she comes out, right? So before we dig in, let's talk a little bit about your baby this week. It's our favorite topic. How big is your baby? So this week, 20 weeks, your baby is the size of? A banana. A banana. Do you think it's shaped like a banana? (laughs) Like long and skinny? I guess some babies are. Little rounded, right? Ends, right? It's it's shaped like a whoopee cushion, maybe more mm-hmm. rotund. A pygmy like, owl. A what? A pygmy owl. A pygmy. Who doesn't want a pygmy owl? Thing. There's no such Cute thing little, as a I love pygmy. Owls. Well, I love owls too, but there's really such thing as a pygmy owl. But at any rate, your baby's growing. Everything's going well. So if you want more details on what's going on with the baby this week, be sure to sign up for our daily pregnancy email at parents.com/slash. Pregnancy Daily to get the scoop. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce Season 5 of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Now we get to the meat of it. What do I put on that registry? 20 weeks, it's a big deal. You're halfway through your pregnancy. That's something to celebrate. It's really awesome. And if you're done with that ultrasound, the next step really is to start building your registry. Did you guys register when you were having babies? I did. I definitely did. And I got to use that scanner much more confidently with baby registering than when you're having a wedding. It was much more intimidating. It felt, I don't know, registering for a baby was a lot more fun than registering for a wedding. Yes. Oh, that's good. I agree. So now, if you think back to registering for your wedding or for your Mm -hmm. baby, there's always stuff that you register for that you never use, right? I mean, the cliche in pregnancy and baby registry is the wipes warmer. Uh, I mean, I don't even yes. know if they still make a wipes warmer, do they? I Erica, think they you do. Might know. I never used one, but I think no. they do. No, so don't bother. Don't bother with that. But the reason to register is twofold. I mean, first of all, maybe you should sit down, dear audience, when I tell you that you're going to spend about $250,000 to raise a child to age 18 before college. That is the figure straight from the U.S. government. And in the first year alone, on average, people spend $13,000. So 
registering is a way to get other people to help defray some of those expenses so that you get to really pick out what you want for your baby as opposed to just receiving random gifts. Because they want to buy these things for you, so you might as well let them help you. That's right. So, Erica, you of the three of us were the one that registered most recently, I think, probably. So what are your fresh memories? What are your hot tips? One thing I did that I felt was helpful was I really sort of crowdsourced and asked a lot of friends of mine who had already had kids what they found was most helpful. And what was kind of funny is that someone would say, oh my gosh, you have to register for a swing. The swing is the best. And then the next email would say, skip the swing. You need a bouncer. My baby hated the swing but loved the bouncer. And I kind of thought... Getting all that crowdsourcing advice is helpful because certain things bubble to the top. But you also just sort of have to go on your own instinct and maybe register for both the swing and the bouncy seat. Because like you said, Dana, you're going to spend a lot of money if you have to do them yourself. And You can always return one. You can always return one. Because that's one thing I would say, definitely look at the return policy. Most places have really liberal return policies. They'll take back anything except breast pumps, which... You know, that's understandable. (laughs) You know, we've done actually at parents a ton of research on baby registry. And one thing we found out is that most people register in at least two different places. So don't feel strange if you don't find everything in one place. And the other thing I would say, I remember this from when I registered, is there were certain people in my life, especially like the grandparent, great aunt kind of set, they were not going to buy at an online retailer, no matter how easy I made it for them. Yep. So maybe one of your registry places, if you're going to register at two or three, should be a brick and mortar place that people can go into, you know, wherever they live around the country. And because sometimes people who are buying you gifts, they like to pick them up and hold them and fold them and play with they them. They do. Absolutely. I think when I had my first baby, I'm sort of embarrassed to admit this. I was lucky enough to have three different showers, but at one of them, which was held not in the state where I live... Nobody got me something from my registry. And so I had all of this stuff that was beautiful and lovely, but I had to haul it back to where I lived. And I was sort of like, how am I going to do that? Like, it's just kind of a pain. I was hormonal, not as grateful (laughs) as I should have been in the moment. I recognize that now. But I realized your shower is just as much about the people who are giving you something as it is about you and your baby. They want to see you open their gift. They want to see you hold up that adorable little onesie or those cute little ridiculous you'll never use them booties, but they're so cute they had to buy them. Yeah. Mindy, did you have any lessons, like any hard lessons, things you should have registered for that you didn't register for? We always looked for the things that weren't, you know, we used to have this printer that we were so excited about. It was a multitasking printer that could copy and scan and practically write your papers for you. And it was the worst printer that we ever had. And so when my, my husband and I were looking at baby items, you know, we were like, do the thing that can do one thing really well. So we, you know, you don't need the bouncer don't to also be a high chair. You know, yeah. you can have a really great bouncer and a really great high chair because when you're using this, you're using it all the time. It's not something you can necessarily go without. Baby stuff, it's so part of your your house when you're in it. I remember I didn't register for the jogging stroller. And that was jog- my favorite. Okay, my well, favorite. I don't know why I didn't, but <laughs> I didn't. And later I learned a hard lesson because jogging strollers are really expensive. expensive. And I think maybe somebody had given me a gift card, but, you know, what did I want? at the end of the day, more than anything, was a jogging stroller because I wanted to get back out there and try to exercise. And we lived in the city. We still do. And so jogging strollers are really great for, like, being nimble on on pavement and corners and such. And I didn't have to worry so much about folding it up and sticking it in the trunk because that's a nightmare. 
I think that's a good point. I didn't register for a stroller either. Oh, you didn't register for a stroller at all? I didn't register. That wasn't I wanted, your friends I wanted told you to. You don't have good friends. <laughs> I wanted a really expensive stroller. I won't name the brand. You were embarrassed to put it on your register? I was a little embarrassed, but also I think we got money. So people knew, and I think even without registering for it, they sort of helped contribute to the, yeah. to the cost of it. But to me, at the time living in a one-bedroom apartment, that was my nursery. We weren't decorating some fancy Bedroom, separate baby's right. room. So I justified it, and I think that would be something I would recommend as well. Think about what's really important to you in your life. For you, Dana, it was the jogging stroller. Would have been an, an amazing thing to register for. For me, it would have been this other thing because, yeah, I registered for some cute sheets. I made the little mm-hmm. corner that the baby was in as nice as it could possibly be. But I didn't need a fancy rug from right an upscale retailer. Here, and here, I just want to put in a public service announcement. It's a little bit of a disturbing fact. But one thing I would recommend against registering for is a crib bumper. Yes. Okay. So we are super anti-crib bumper at Parents and Fit Pregnancy Magazine. They're directly connected to infant death. Don't put a bumper in your crib. Okay. Now we'll go back to our regularly scheduled lighter podcast. Now back to the fun stuff. You can find Um, cute sheets and cute crib skirts without having to get that full set that still ridiculously includes a bumper. That's right. Now, Mindy, you have had three children. Did Mm -hmm. you register every time? I did not. I registered for the first two, though. Mm -hmm. I did. But for the third, I knew I was having a third girl. So, we, you know, poor thing was going to get a lot of hand-me-downs. But one thing I wish that I would have registered for was that video monitor that's so awesome that I've lusted after my sister have those and they're expensive. The one that connects to your phone. Yes, and you can like see your baby right there. It's amazing. Yeah. There is no shame in registering a second time if you're having your second or third or whatever Mm -hmm. baby. Even if it's the same sex baby, stuff gets worn out. Styles change. Styles change, right? Technology changes. That video baby monitor is not around for my first. Yeah, right. right. It's probably completely different now. So do you know exactly what you want in your registry or are you more clueless than ever? Maybe you're not even creating a registry, although I will tell you that 79% of all pregnant women register. And first-time moms, it's like 96%. So tweet us at Parents Magazine with the hashtag Pregnancy Confidential. Tell us about your registry experience. We'd like to know more. This week's Relax You've Got This is about feeling your baby kick for the first time. Or not, as the case may be. No pressure. So your baby actually is moving all the time from the very early weeks of your pregnancy, but you probably won't feel him moving until around now. So if you're not too distracted by your baby registering process and and you just sort of sit quietly after a meal, you might feel your baby kick. But don't worry if you reach 20 weeks and you don't feel a thing. If you've been pregnant before, you'll know what these feelings feel like. They're so amazing. It's one of the things that I miss most is that feeling of the baby moving inside you. Here's a weird thing. If your placenta attaches to the front of your uterus instead of the back, it might be harder to feel the movements, and you might feel them later instead of earlier. So in the beginning, the movements are going to be kind of erratic, not predictable, and so you might go for a long stretch without feeling any kind of flipping or motion inside of you. But then in the beginning of the third trimester, when your baby's movements are more regular, Your doctor will probably tell you to count the kicks and keep track of them periodically and be on the lookout for any decrease in in the movement. Am I the only one or were you also just absolutely mesmerized by feeling your baby move? It's amazing. Yeah, it's awesome. It's a very cool feeling. It's hard to describe. 
I want to touch back on something that you mentioned at the beginning, Dana, though. If you haven't felt your baby move yet at this point, I want to reassure all those moms because I distinctly remember with my first getting an email from a friend of mine who I had told her how far along I was. I think I was actually even 21 weeks. And she said, oh, you're probably feeling the baby move now. So exciting. And I thought, I'm not. What's wrong? I'm not feeling my baby move yet. I haven't felt a kick. It just made me nervous. Freaked out. Oh, my gosh. And did you call the doctor? Did you ask anybody or did you just sort of silently panic and wait? I'm sure I did. My father-in-law is a retired OBGYN, so he was always a good source of information, (laughs) um, which which was nice. And then I think shortly after that, I did. And then, of course, relief. But yeah, especially for first-time moms, you know, it's not like there's this set date that this is absolutely when it's going to happen. Mindy, what about you? you, Can you describe what it felt like so that people might recognize it when they feel it? It's a weird thing. I do feel like it feels like popcorn a little bit, even though I don't make popcorn myself inside my body. But it kind of has that (laughs) It'd be cool that if you could. It would be. But it's like this popping feeling. And it is this great thing where you're, you know, in a meeting with coworkers and having this lively conversation. And inside of you, you feel all this popping. It's like amazing multitasking. Like, here I am, like, having this great conversation. And I'm totally building a baby right now. Yeah. So I really, I think the kicks are one of the best parts about being pregnant. It really is like, enjoy it. I know some people say, oh, does it hurt? And, you know, if you've handled, you know, cramps and periods for all these years, this is nothing, you know. Yeah. I don't think is, it ever hurt. No. At the no. Minute, you know, Every now and then you'd get like a knee or a ankle or something in some weird place, but no big deal. Right. Exactly. And when your baby gets a little bit bigger, one of the things that I felt, you can sort of feel a hand or a foot almost sort of making mm-hmm. this arc across the inside of your stomach. And that feels, I think, really, it's a weird feeling, but it's cool. Because you can just feel kind of the sway. My father-in-law is also a retired OBGYN. And I remember someone telling me, you know, what you think is a hand is actually probably like the baby's head or the butt. Because that's what's <laughs> big enough butt. that you would actually feel it. I thought <laughs> or even though he's doing some those booty first, dance then. Yeah. You know, even those first kicks are really just the whole body moving. Right. You know, it's not the people, actually a it's kick, kick It's really yeah. this body yeah. moving around. Yeah. But then you've seen, Sweet. have you all seen those photos where you'll see an outline of the a foot or, or a foot. hand in yeah. someone's stomach? That's weird. Yeah. So I don't remember ever counting kicks at my doctor's recommendation, but there are great apps you can use now to count kicks just to kind of be reassured as your pregnancy goes on that the baby's moving adequately and you know, eating. When you eat, that often prompts the baby to kind of have some activity in there. So, you know, have a little snack, kind of walk around and then settle yourself quietly if you want to try to prompt the the feeling. I don't remember that either, but I feel like increasingly we're being told by experts that it's a really important thing to do the farther along you get to really be aware of your baby's pattern and to, to pay attention when you think it's off and mm-hmm. to make sure that you make yourself heard right. if you think something is wrong. Right. I don't Although remember. we are living in the age of like self-monitoring yes. to the nth degree, you know, they're going to have a Fitbit for babies before <laughs> <It's> long. <right>. Inside. <laughs> you're you're going to attach it to yeah. a... <laughs> You're going to be putting something on your The in utero wearable. So anyway, anything else you guys want to add on kicking? I mentioned to my husband one time during my first pregnancy that especially in the wee hours, I wouldn't, I'd say, oh, I didn't feel, I didn't feel the baby move. And he'd say, you don't know what happens when you're asleep. Said, right. I put my hand on your tummy and I, and I don't know how you do sleep yeah. with that going so on. So he was feeling it. He was feeling so it. So make sure. And that was reassuring. Your partner, if, you're, if your partner's around, make sure that person can experience it yes. too. 
That's a good point. He got to experience it, and it just reassured me, okay, even when I'm not awake and not noticing it, somebody else is noticing it. Yeah. It's happening. So that's it for Pregnancy Confidential Week 20. Our producer is Sarah Abdurrahman. Thanks also to Laura Mayer and Andy Bowers at Panoply. Let us know what you think of the show. You'll find us on Twitter at Parents Magazine, Facebook at Facebook.com slash Parents Magazine, or Instagram at, you guessed it, Parents Magazine. And if you like the show, be sure to tell a friend and subscribe to us in iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to leave us a rating or a comment whenever you subscribe. It helps other people, other pregnant women like you, discover our show. Unlike other podcasts, you don't need to wait a week for the next episode. If you'd like a sneak peek of what the weeks ahead hold for you, you can listen right now. Music